0: Dude, that instant gratification's absurd. Mm -hmm. Like you can have DoorDash sent to you while you're watching your favorite show on Netflix. At the same time, you got somebody coming over from Tinder. Uh, And it's just like (laughs) this constant, just like on the phone. Like you're getting stuff immediately. Like there's no like delayed gratification in a way. Mm -hmm. But it's like, so it's like if you're gonna dive into this stuff, like it takes a while to build your name up. It takes a while to build a brand. It takes a lot of mistakes. Like it's a bumpy road to get to these places. So it's like if you're not prepared for it to suck for three to five years, like.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I'm here with the international supermodel, Cade Wood. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you, you uh, just drove from Denver?
0: Yeah, so a little bit south of Denver. So it's a little bit over an hour, but it's a beautiful drive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, have you? Always, did you grow up in Denver? Yeah,
0: I'm okay. currently I'm living like five minutes from where I grew up, so like i pretty much stayed in the same spot. And then I went to college in Gunnison. Oh wow! It's like three hours from home. So Western. Been, yeah. No way. Yeah, that's where I played basketball. That's where my daughter went. Really? Yeah. What year? Just she just
1: graduated. You guys were, must have been there at the same time. Yeah, we might have been for a little bit. So yeah. That's How super cool. funny. Yeah, we were because we were talking a lot when you were here doing the photo shoot. He just did a photo shoot um, for sheath underwear. Amongst other, many, many other underwear companies <laughs> that he's uh, done shoots for, but this one is gonna be the best one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it was the really comfiest fun. underwear I've worn. You're too kind. <laughs> I've, but I But I probably agree. Yeah. Um, Gunnison, so I was just thinking you probably played basketball. What mm-hmm. position did you play?
0: Uh, I was like a wing player, so Ooh. I played a lot on the perimeter just because uh, really all I could do was shoot threes. Nice. Typical, typical white basketball player. <laughs>
1: i you have to be able to dunk mm-hmm. okay yeah
0: I, uh, uh. I think i still can um i think like the best i could do is like a 360. oh wow and uh i ha- have not touched a basketball since i like stopped playing yeah <laughs> but i as far as i know i can still dunk so i
1: used to i mean i used to want to be in the nba mm-hmm. i went out from like 9 to 16 or 17. i played every day four hours a day mm-hmm. Rain or shine. I loved the game. Yeah. And but I just I I would like roll my ankles mm-hmm. and
0: then but you wanna get back
1: on the court and then yeah. roll it again. Yeah, you never
0: like as like athletes you're taught to like kinda like just rub some dirt on it or just ice it, take some Advil and get ready to go. Yeah. So I feel like I never I have like multiple injuries I don't think ever fully healed. So yeah. it's like trying to like get through that now is hilarious.
1: Yeah. And I mean now that I'm older, I could tell mm. you it's you know, just give it a few years and I think you'll be like back like yeah, like you never had any injury. oh Yeah, my
0: knees are already like ten times better mm-hmm. I swear as like when I was playing I had the knees of like a 40 year old and then like as time has like gone on I've like worked on it. They're like starting to actually feel normal again
1: that okay, so just like was it shin splints or
0: no it was um Honestly, it was just like the impact. Like, it just kind of like because you're on it all day, every day, doing like the same movements every day. So, like your hips start to tighten up, your knees start to like hurt because your quads and stuff are hurt, like tightening up. Mm-hmm. So, it's just like the consistency of just like hitting the same muscles. You just start to get like super sore and like yeah. worn out, kind of.
1: Yeah. Like pitchers,
0: and that they get that elbow. Exactly, like Tommy John, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey,
1: that's one of our competitors. Shout out to Tommy John. Shout out to Tommy John. (laughs) Just kidding. They're always (laughs) they're trying to take our ad positions. They literally buy the sheath name, and when you search for sheath, their ad will come up on Amazon. Really? Yeah. That's That's, super frustrating. It's cool because you know it's a, um, you know, uh, what is that?
0: Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Flattery. Yeah. Thank you. That's flattering.
1: Teamwork here. Teamwork. <laughs> but you've come a long way and you're 25, 24? Jeez. And yeah. I just saw your image of you in uh, Times Square. Yeah. That's... Per, yeah. You were, th- were you there doing um, International
0: Fashion Week? Oh, uh, yeah. So I did... Uh, I just did my... Th- those photos were from my third New York Fashion Week. So oh. um, there's two a year. There's one in February and one in September. Um so my very first one was September, then I did last February, then I did this September, and then um that same brand I was on Times Square for twice now.
1: What was I couldn't even like? So the brand is you,
0: called Ty Corcelli. Shout out to Ty Corcelli. Sure. I love them. Tyreek and Corey are like they're the owners of the brand and they are the sweetest human beings on the planet. Um they do a lot of work with like the CMAs. So like right now they're like customizing a lot of stuff like the country, country music? music awards. Nice. Yeah. Like they work with a lot with um like Chase McDaniels. He performed during our runway walk. Like yeah. he was in like the middle of the runway and like we just kinda of went around him and it was super fun. It was like the most fun fashion show I've ever done. Um but yeah, so that's the second time this year I've been on a Times Square billboard. Which oh, is crazy. shit. Yeah. How does that feel? Honestly, it's like it's funny because it's like when I'm at the gym or just like in normal day life I feel like I walk with like a little extra pep in my step uh-huh. because I'm like yeah I'm on swag yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like a huge yeah it was such a huge like confidence boost um but then it's like I feel like I get like analytical about it where like I'm like looking at the photo like oh I didn't make the best face here or like oh I didn't crunch my abs hard enough or like whatever it is I feel like it's so nitpicky but like uh uh-huh. like, to
1: be your own worst self-critic exactly or, you know I'm that way and That's the way you get better. If you're fully satisfied with the end product, like, and you're Mm -hmm. done growing. Yeah.
0: It's like the saying, like, proud but never satisfied. Like, I'm proud of it, but it's, like, I want to keep doing more of it. Like, I want to get, like, since I did two this year, like, next year, I want to do, like, three billboards in Times (laughs) Square. So it's, like, always trying to improve on it. I
1: mean, well, how do you, that just, like, kind of happens. You don't Mm -hmm. really have any, um, like, say in
0: that. Exactly, So I kind of just put myself in, like, continuing to put myself in like good situations with like good brands that are going to like take care of you that have like the ability to expose you in the proper way is like huge for your career. And Maybe we
1: can get on Times Square we, and can. we can put you on there. I don't even know how to, I, I mean how to do that. There's but.
0: like a, there's a Times Square thing where you can like pay to just like be mm-hmm, on it for mm-hmm. a little bit and then you can just like blast photos, videos. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So we can, we can talk okay. about that after the podcast.
1: Yeah. I'm. That's a, You know, we just signed a deal with the UFC to become an official sponsor. Yes, that is
0: awesome. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And that is going to boost our credibility, but I Mm. feel like being in Times Square is also another one of those pivotal moments in a brand's, Mm. you know, life
0: identity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to have to look into that and you 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 have experience with that so yeah. <laughs> we'll be, get you on there and that could be the th- one of your your third
0: that'd be the third one You <laughs> would be all set yeah that'd and, be awesome well you were
1: in a suit mm-hmm. with no shirt on i think
0: yeah so it was like a open suit which yeah. is like typically what i get thrown in on fashion yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: they don't want to co- cut they don't want to cover your body up too much yeah right okay. <laughs>
0: Show the goods, (laughs) sex sells, man.
1: Yeah, I agreed. Um, I run an underwear company, so Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware of that. And we've been going. The last few years have been this shift in the models' builds and what in like, you know, you get more kind of plus size models, and and some of them are cute. You know, you Mm -hmm. can have like a cute big plus size model, right? Um, But ultimately. I think, I feel like the people that have been doing this for hundreds of years or whatever, mm-hmm. know like fitness, sex, mm-hmm. sells more. Right, and so, so it's, it's like, like
0: what I, because like, I would like, people always talk to me about like modeling stuff and like underwear and stuff. It's like, essentially like when you hire people like me that are like, you know, fit and mm-hmm. whatnot, it's like, you're selling the idea that like you can look just as good if you buy this product Yes. but if you buy this like you'll have the abs you'll have like you'll just look better when you buy this product versus if you buy somebody else's product
1: yeah and so if you have a plus size model and you're like well i don't want to look
0: like that Mm -hmm. because
1: it sells an image of fitness of health of Mm -hmm. You know like ambition
0: it's like, like aesthetic appeal is yeah. kind of like how i look at it it's like you're selling the idea that like you're just gonna like look better and your confidence is gonna go up like you're just gonna feel better about yourself if you wear this and we've had people
1: that were more plus size buy mm-hmm. our product and for whatever reason it gives them this motivation to get fit and mm-hmm. so many people have told me that our underwear Motivated them to get fit and I love that. Yeah,
0: and I'm I love that too I think it's cuz it's like like when you buy like nice because like when you buy something nice in general like your first instinct is to like Analyze how you look in it. Like if you get like a nice suit, like you're gonna look at yourself in the suit mm-hmm. but It's like when you buy like underwear You're like actually looking at yourself in the underwear and I think mm-hmm. that like kind of forces you to be like, oh I need like to do I, some work. Yeah, it's like oh like I'm off track or oh, I didn't look Nearly as good as I thought I did yeah. in a way. So it's like, um, it's motivation <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've always been
1: fitness oriented. Like, and I've, I've played basketball, and it just makes me feel better mentally mm-hmm. to exert physical, uh, you know, exercise. Yeah, and a so. study
0: recently came out that's like physical exercise is the number one antidepressant. I believe it. That's like a big thing. I try to like mention to people and like clients and stuff is like, cause when people get, um, they're like, Oh, like I just am not motivated to work out. It's like the motivation is such a small portion of it. It's like, you kind of just have to force yourself do to it. do it yeah. because it's kind of like, once you get into like the rhythm of doing it and you like are exerting that and like you're releasing all the endorphins mm-hmm. and stuff in your brain, you just feel so much better to the point where it's like physical exercise becomes addicting. So, like, you try to get people to that point of like
1: 100% understanding I mean,
0: how good it feels to like work out.
1: Yeah. Because then when you're done, also, you have this release of all the chemicals. And one thing that I've been doing for years at this point is jujitsu mm-hmm. and boxing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so that level of physical exertion is like a full body workout. And you can do it for like two or three minutes
0: yeah. and get uh, like exhausted. Oh, fighting is like yeah. the most difficult exercise yeah all, if, like possible exactly like fighting and stuff is crazy like wrestlers like uh yes we were really close with the wrestlers up in college and they were all just like the most fit jacked like in shape people because fighting is just a different level of athlete in my opinion and
1: wrestling is the most difficult uh mm. sport mm. in
0: fighting to train
1: for i mean those yeah. guys are so That's crazy disciplined Mm -hmm. with with the physical fitness and then the the diet and yeah a
0: lot of the diet stuff i learned um for like modeling stuff like when i have to cut down and shut down for a shoot i got from some wrestler buddies that i have
1: um yeah those guys are fucking animals and i I joined the wrestling team in i didn't even join it i was just (laughs) i would just went to like an open workout yeah and after one day (laughs) i quit (laughs) but I wanted. To, I, I feel like if we had actually rolled and mm. trained a little bit, I would have gotten that feeling of the sparring. It's so. Mm-hmm. I just. I. I don't know. I'd love it.
0: I will say it's like as kind of like as a man when you partake in like the fighting activities, like whether it be boxing, jujitsu, muay thai, like whatever it is, it's like it just is such a great confidence booster mm-hmm. too. Like you just like feel so much better about yourself, and you're like, oh, like I feel like. A man, in a way. Yeah, it's like I feel like I can just beat anybody. Yeah, yeah. I that
1: literally changed the way I walked when I mm-hmm. first started doing it. I was probably a little bit younger than you, right? And I never had that experience. And mm-hmm. once I went through a couple of s- rolling sessions, I and I right. learned maybe like some positions and and defense. I mm-hmm. felt at least I can defend myself. Yes, the worst case scenario. That's a
0: huge. Like lesson to learn. Yeah, like just to be able to be like, okay, like I can hold my own. I can like stay in my ground if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, which like again, I think it just changes how like you carry yourself. which yeah. is like super nice. It's huge. Which is like all physical exercise will do that. Like it changes how you carry yourself, which is like just naturally like you're subconsciously exerting more confidence and stuff, which like makes you feel more confident, makes people want to talk to you. Like you kind of just elevate your like existence by partaking in physical activity. and you don't look
1: like a victim and so people aren't going to like pick on you because just you know what i mean like exactly. the way you hold yourself they'll be like oh i'll pick on the next guy yeah <laughs> and and yeah there's confidence overall is elevated and mm-hmm. and then you're more fit and yeah you're more
0: healthy exactly which is a, a better way to be yeah it's like all these wins yeah
1: exactly um I just did this 3-day fast which is all the rage right now. Yeah,
0: fasting is like the biggest blanket term right now.
1: Yeah, because I mean last year it was ice baths mm-hmm. and you know and
0: Oh, it's still uh, yeah, cold plunges are yeah. still huge and then now it's a uh, fasting and like red light therapy. Oh, are, like, red the light. biggest terms being tossed around mm-hmm. right now.
1: I got all that shit. I do yeah. all that
0: and Do you I, do
1: red light? I do. Do you buy a thing for it? Uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's not the Juve light. Sorry about that. That's uh, all good. But uh, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be able to hear it. We have a yeah. church uh, mm-hmm. next door that are doing some hymns.
0: Yeah, us. I heard them, uh, like, I think he was, like, practicing when uh, we Last went to the bathroom. Hymn. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good yeah. energy. Oh, Very yeah, nice. I love it. Um, oh, that wasn't you. I was talking, one of my previous podcast guests, he
0: mm-hmm. listens to Christian music and yeah. really gets it, soothes his soul and yeah i do too i okay. love um yeah i'm christian so yeah. um like every sunday you. i go to church yeah, i know <laughs> uh. yeah how dare i be open about that
1: <laughs> i love it no that's beautiful
0: Yeah, no, i love um christian music i go to church like once or twice a week because um my church offers like a young adults thing where it's like everybody under the age of like 28 can kind of go to like another sermon and it's like more catered to us and like you yeah. can meet more people and all that kind of stuff because. That's one of the most beautiful parts about like religion is just, like the community mm-hmm. it's just like a bunch of people who are like hey like i'm focused on this path of like figuring out who i am and what my purpose is and all this stuff it's like oh you are too like we can do that together because mm-hmm. i think that like i was having this conversation with a friend is like the early 20s is like the loneliest chapter of like most people's lives that i've ever talked to and like i've started to experience it a little bit as well where it's like Cause everyone's trying to figure out their path. Like some people are still finishing up school. Some people just got their first career. Some people are starting businesses or like a lot of people don't still know living at to. home. Exactly. Like everybody's in like a different area of life. And so it's like, you kind of fall off with old friends and you don't know, have any new friends yet. Cause like you're still trying all these different things. So it's like, it's definitely interesting. So like having a place where it's like, okay, like I at least know some people kind of builds that like community and like just social, like just being social just helps the soul, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I know when I was your age, I was I had I had grown up Catholic and learned, you know, what they teach you in sermons at, at, at church. But I never really read the Bible or right. Um, so I started listening to the Bible and I listened mm-hmm. to the whole thing on this, you know, like an audiobook. Like an Audible. <laughs> yeah, back and it was back then. It's Max awesome. McLean read. The Bible, and he sounded like God. He has like the voice.
0: This oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. I loved yeah. it. He's a beautiful voice.
1: Yeah, and it was so just spiritually calming, and and mm. you learn the stories, and they, there's like subtext and sub, you know, mm. what you find the meaning for how it fits. It's a lot of metaphors, yeah. yeah. So, I. I don't know, I, I, it's Christianity and religion in general gets a, a weird rap, like people need, you need some kind of crutch and
0: mm-hmm. you're stupid almost if you believe in God. Right, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it, it is weird, but, um, and you know, like that's like, I've, I've received a lot of that, like kind of, I'm trying to think of like the word, but it's like, I receive like, anytime I mention I'm Christian, I was getting flooded with like DMs, comments, all that kind of so stuff, people like, either agreeing with me being like, hey, like, I am too like i'm glad that you said something or vice versa people being like oh like you're dumb you're stupid like wasting your time blah. blah, blah. it's like at the end of the day it's like what i choose to do like has no impact on your life so right? if, what you if you choose to message me it's gonna have no impact on my life yeah
1: and like you don't know that there's no god mm-hmm. and i don't know that there is a god but mm-hmm. for you to like talk down to me because I believe in something bigger than
0: myself right. is like absurd because you don't know either. Yeah, exactly. It's like I uh we actually were having this conversation on the way down is like it's impossible to know for sure. And so it's like I keep an open mind with anybody of any religion because I think you can learn different things from like different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like I know somebody who's like very much into astrology and like mm-hmm. we have gone over kind of like how you can tie astrology in with like Christianity because astrology is like how the stars align. And then Christianity is a lot of like, it kind of helps you interpret a lot of things. So it like, it's a good perspective. Yeah. Um, it, it like religion is always just like touchy with a lot of people. But it's like, I think that if you find like what works for you and helps you like, be a good person, treat mm-hmm. people how you want to be treated, and find like your purpose, your calling, like, great, go ahead, like whatever gives you peace, whatever gives you purpose, like, that's what I think you should pursue
1: it's it's fascinating because we don't know how we got here exactly <laughs> and we're looking for answers and the our intuition is to look uh, you know to the sky and like mm. how did this happen and i've done like certain people have done drugs that mm. have you have a, a experience that's you know it gives you like this
0: Idea. Like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, like yeah.
1: literally, okay, so I did DMT. Oh, really? And, and I left my body and I saw myself from outside my body and I went, I traveled to another realm Oh wow. where there were these jesters in a glass house. Yeah. They were drinking tea uh-huh. and they were just talking and I like came through the wall like I was a fly on the wall, but they knew I was there. And then one of them looked at me and he gave me this like, shh, he, you know, he put his fingers to his lips and, uh, and shushed me, wow. but w- how I interpreted that was we have everything under control. Mm-hmm. We're here. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, to, you got to see us. It, mm-hmm. it exists this other dimension. So like life yeah. outside of your body does mm-hmm. exist, but you need to go back to your realm and do the work mm-hmm. that you were meant to, to do there. And we got this under control. Essentially. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so it, it really took away my fear of death because I, yeah. I feel like I left my body, mm-hmm. period, you know. There
0: was a really good analogy at my church not too long ago. We, we had like a similar thing about that. It's like when it feels like everything is like going out of control and you're like scared and like everything's kind of hitting the fan, you know what I mean? Like just like that period oh, of yeah. life where everything just sucks. Oh, dude, it happens And it's life. like um where faith is really helpful is like when you hit turbulence – in an airplane and you think you're gonna crash and you look at the flight attendants and they're not freaking out, like they're just chill, that gives you a sense of like being calm. Reassurance. Exactly, yeah. it's good reassurance because you're like, okay, if they're not freaking out, why would I freak out? And right. So it's a good analogy for like, religion is like, if God's not freaking out, I don't need to be freaking out about this because like he's got it under control. Exactly. it's just some turbulence of life. And uh,
1: dude, it's it never ends, I don't think. No. Because like the even, I was listening to a podcast and like the richer you get, the more sometimes self-loathing you get. Like maybe I don't, you know, you start questioning mm-hmm. your worthiness and you know what people's intentions are that are, are like coming to you, and it just the mind is always mm-hmm. fucking with you. Regardless. Always, yeah, yeah.
0: I experienced a lot of that like imposter syndrome mm-hmm. where it's like I'll achieve something like like the book launch we just had. Yeah, I wanted or, to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. or like Times Square. Or any of like the big accomplishments I've had, where it's like I start to look and like, do I even deserve this? Yeah. Like, how did I get here? Yeah, it's like, how does this happen? It's like, there's no way. Like, you start to kind of question like the results themselves because you're just like so wrapped up in your head of like what you think you deserve and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So that's been like an interesting thing. I've been like trying to figure out, and it's like I've started to kind of just shift my mindset. Like everything happens exactly how it's supposed to. So if you put in like the work you put in the effort like eventually you're gonna win at some point
1: yeah never quit never give up keep mm-hmm. the faith mm-hmm. I, I the first tattoo i got was faith mm-hmm. and it, it was from a book that i read called think and grow rich and that was I like, love that book yeah it's chapter three i believe yep i mean desire you got to want it mm-hmm. the and then having faith that it's going to happen and visualization and mm-hmm. a, attitude of gratitude exactly
0: but so if you're reading that book already oh, that's it, my. Th- I'm reading my for my third time right now. Hell yeah! It's like I get like a. It's funny because like I have like I, I highlight all my books, mm-hmm. and so like I'll go through and something will like already be highlighted, so like I'll retouch it up with the same one.
1: Dude, that's like my Bible, yeah. and the uh, "Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude" is mm-hmm. one he co-wrote with a guy, but it's basically the same book. Mm-hmm. So I read that just to get like a tiny little bit of a different kind of. So you're not reading the, ex- yeah, the yeah exact yeah, yeah. same book, but I've I've read Think and Grow Rich
0: and at least ten times. Oh, it's an amazing book.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that it's a blueprint for success. Mm-hmm. just especially like as a business owner, mm-hmm. like
0: it kind of like reaffirms like okay, like what do you want out of this business? Like what do you want it to look like? What do you want the message to be? All that kind of stuff, and then like keeping the faith because like being an entrepreneur is hard. Mm-hmm. It is really 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 difficult. Yeah, and it's like there's no guarantees with it. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like the fact that like there is no guarantee that like you're gonna be successful, you gotta keep the faith that all the work you're gonna do is gonna pay off at some point, Mm -hmm. whether it be like how you grow as a person, what you learn or, you know, monetary.
1: Yeah, I mean, so like with when I was younger and I wanted to be in the NBA, Mm -hmm. I dedicated, you know, almost a decade to that goal. Mm -hmm. And then when it didn't happen, you would think like, oh, you just wasted all this time pursuing this dream right. that didn't come to fruition. But I was able to transition all that uh, discipline and work. Yeah, that like um, grit. Yeah, and I, trans, you know, put that into the jobs I had, and when I went mm-hmm. to the army, and right, and it's all building towards the, like the ultimate goal of whatever the universe has in store right. for us. Which I think we have a play, a part to play in that but it's also kind of, it's written already. Maybe. Yeah,
0: that's what I believe. I believe, like, there is a plan. But, like, to your point, I heard kind of, like, a quote along these lines, and I can't remember it word for word, but it's, like, you're, like, the stuff that you learn, like, or the stuff that you gain when you take on these challenges of, like, trying to be a pro athlete, starting a business, a new job, military, whatever it may be, is, like, the stuff that you gain from it is not always, like, it's not physical. It's, like, the kind of person that you become on the other end of it. So mm-hmm. it's like when you go through these, like, really difficult, challenging things, it's like you're kind of just creating yourself to be a more durable, diligent, disciplined human being.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it all works together. If you're giving your best effort and... Working towards something that's a, but you you want to have a goal a vision okay? exactly and, and be working towards that vision because otherwise you're kind of just like going where the wind blows yeah and then you end up where life takes you mm-hmm. but you that like I say that it's written but also we have a role to play and you can manipulate and mm-hmm. manifest reality exactly so yeah
0: it's like um it's like you can have like the best pilot in the world but if you don't have a destination then doesn't mean anything. Yeah, You're just flying so, around. Exactly. So if you're just flying around, like you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> so it's like, you kind of have to, that's why it's like, I like having like projects or goals or like something to focus on, because then it's like, that keeps me in like a really good routine work. So like I was just talking about this with somebody the other day is like the book is done. Yeah. So like that was a six week or eight week process of just like all day, every day, editing, writing, reading, Redoing all that kind of stuff to make it like the best I could hmm It's like now that the project is done. I'm like now What do I do now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what's the title of the book then? So the book is the uh, it's just called the winter arc so the winter arc is a big term that gets tossed around on social media where it's like Basically what it is is like it kind of got Deterred from what I think the original purpose was supposed to be so the winter is like it's cold It's gloomy, it's gray. It's like, this is a great time period of like, there's not a lot of distractions because there's not a lot of parties. There's not a lot of people going out. Like there's nothing to really do because it's too cold out Mm -hmm. where it's like, this is 12 weeks that you can dedicate to becoming the best version of yourself. I like that. And so I wrote a book that's basically a guide of what the next 12 weeks should look like. So it came with a full like nutrition breakdown, everything you need to know about like carbs, fats, proteins, How to eat for your goals and then i went specifically into the goals of like if you're trying to cut weight how to eat and if you're trying to bulk how you should eat properly like if you want to cut you need to be in a calorie deficit if you Mm -hmm. need to bulk you need a calorie surplus and then i put in a way for you to calculate your calories to figure out exactly how much calories you need to be eating and how many macros you need to be eating and then like you kind of Toss around based on your own individual. I need that person. book. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just,
1: I did the fast mm-hmm. and I lost like 10 pounds, which I wasn't really trying to do. Right. I'm actually trying to bulk. Yeah. But I want to fast because of the mental clarity and
0: spiritual. It's like a detox. Yeah. yeah. I felt
1: so good on the yeah. third day.
0: So, uh, yeah. But then coming oh, back so on. So that's another thing. Like I think where a lot of people go wrong in like fasting is... So they'll do the fast and then their initial thing is like, okay, I just got to get as much food back in me. And it's like, in a way, because of the, like your insulin resistance, you have to kind of like keto yourself back into it. So like, you need to keep like carbs lower okay? because your body is going to like freak out if you give it just like an excess of sugar because your insulin is going to spike like crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. but um, So you're
1: like an expert in this because you by- obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, you're... You look like you would be an expert in yeah. dietary. I've
0: spent, um, nutrition fascinates me. I took like a nutrition class in college and I actually started writing my second book, um, cause I have four. So the book I just published is my fourth one.
1: Wow. And you said it was a best seller. It hit the best sellers on Amazon. Yeah. It hit or... the
0: best sellers and it was the number one new release in two categories for a week. So we were beating men's health for a while. Nice. Yeah. So we've sold, um, I believe like as of like right now we've sold 1400 copies in nine days. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. And I sell it for a dollar. Okay. So it's 99 cents on Amazon.
1: (laughs) Nice. I mean, because then people will buy it. (laughs) Exactly. Because it's like,
0: it's like, all right, I have no reason to not buy this because it's like, oh, I'm interested in this, but it's only a dollar. Like, I got a dollar. Yeah. Especially because like with Apple Pay and everything right now, you just tap two times. And <laughs> right. Stuff is dangerous. But right. um, yeah. Yeah, I made it a dollar because I was like, I want to sell, like, I want to impact as many people as I can. Like, if you look at all the stuff that I do, um, other than like modeling, like all the stuff I do on social media, all the stuff I do through my business, through my books, my programs, all that kind of stuff. I keep it very cheap because it's like, I just have to cover costs for myself and I want to impact as many people as possible. That's smart. So it's like if I can can
1: raise the price when you get like older or whatever, but mm -hmm. you get your name out there by almost giving it away. Exactly, and it's like the
0: reason it's not, because I was gonna do it for free for the first three days, but on Amazon you have to list it for a dollar. Yeah. But like I told a lot of people to just like send me their email and I would just email it to them for free. Nice. And that's like some people Venmoed me like a certain amount if they thought that like they got it was value, that good or whatever. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the reviews so far have been phenomenal and like. And yeah, so was, you're
1: writing it? Or yeah. So you have a I ghost? wrote it. Yeah. Yep. So
0: I wrote it. Um, and then my sister is my editor. Okay. So she's edited, um, all four of my books. Wow. And so we've done four books, and two of them have been number one bestsellers. That's amazing. Yeah you're Thank so you. young and yeah.
1: ambitious that yeah. you're start. you get you're starting off you know ahead of the game kind mm-hmm. of because so many people don't even know what they're doing or right. want to do and so they don't do anything mm-hmm. and you're an author model you said you have a business
0: yes i run my own personal training business okay, as well that makes so sense. i do um all online personal training yeah and that's kind of another reason why like i sold the book for so cheap is like this is a great way for me to get more clients. Yeah, it's just because it's like, all right, like you see, I know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and also I have a much different approach than I think a lot of trainers do. Is another part of this book, and then another part of like my business is like internal development. So it's mm-hmm. like I list like um, my book recommendations, journaling prompts, and like the importance of like internal development in terms of like self confidence, ability to m- meet people, make friends, make connections, like exert more confidence to feel better about yourself because like the internal work is so much more important than like the physical work. Yeah. It starts on the inside. Exactly. And then has to build out.
1: Yeah. Interesting. As, as within, so without, as above, so below, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, there's that's like the as above, so below was interesting to me at one point in time because Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I flip it around and like, so what you think about, you bring about, so as within, Mm -hmm. because as, as if, if as what's outside of you is what's inside of you what's inside of you is outside of you and what's mm-hmm. inside of you you can shift through your the way you think right and you can visualize whatever you want to happen in your life and yeah. so pe- so many people are scared to dream because they mm-hmm. don't think they can achieve it exactly. and they'd rather not be let down Or fail Mm. and so they don't even try.
0: Exactly. It's so much easier to not try. Yeah. Because it's like it is hard to like start posting on social media, for example. Because like that's like the number one question I get is like, how do I get started in this? How do I start writing a book? How do I start doing social media? How do I get started in modeling? It's like you just have to start. It's like the best way that I can like express is like if you want to get started in the modeling industry, you need to get some photos. Mm -hmm. If you want to get started, as like a social media influencer you need to post on social media. Mm-hmm. If you want to get started on a business, start the business plan. Like there's no if, ends, or buts about it. It's like you pretty much just have to like do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When, and once you start, don't stop. I know mm-hmm. I had already been in business for a couple of years mm-hmm. with Sheath and I'd never done a social media post where I was like talking to the right. audience. Mm-hmm. We would just do images and stuff. But yeah, I And I, I remember I, I started a Facebook Live in 2015 mm. and I froze in front of the camera. Really? Yeah. I mean, but it, it was a Facebook Live, but so, you know, and it was on my personal account. So it wasn't a huge issue, but it did right. make me step back for a second. And so I was like, okay, so how do I do this where I don't freak out? Right. So I went to Twitter. Mm -hmm. and, and did a live there where no one was watching. And so, and I knew no one, not like all my friends would have been watching on Facebook, but Twitter, Mm -hmm. like nobody was watching. So I was able to kind of get over the initial fear of people are watching me Mm -hmm. and, um, and just kind of like start flowing and I'm still not great, but I've, I'm no, I'm no longer like nervous about being on camera. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just. That's a great like hurdle to get over. Cause it's just a good skill to have. Just being mm-hmm. able to talk like in front of a camera, in front of people like that can take you to so many different places. Yeah. But it's also the other thing of like, um, I think it's like you said something about like your friends were watching you. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing that like people, because I have a lot of people at the gym who like want to start doing like the fitness social media like I do. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, like I'm po- like I'll be posting my stuff, but it's like i feel like i'm getting judged it's like yeah you probably are yeah but who cares (laughs) because it's like if you're gonna worry so much about like the opinions of people like you're kind of going into the wrong industry yeah i mean if you're
1: trying to put yourself out there people are gonna judge you Yeah,
0: if you're gonna put yourself in the public eye you're gonna get judged by the public eye
1: it is weird i've been thinking about this recently because we have grown as a company and, and myself, I'm, I mean, I'm the CEO mm-hmm. and I put myself out there and, and all my friends from high school and college and the army mm-hmm. that I know they see, and most of them don't comment, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. but friends and judgment and like if you're one of your friends makes it and you're like not making it you know Mm -hmm. you might be like fuck that guy or something instead of cheering him on Mm -hmm. and i think there's a little bit of that there's a lot of people that do cheer me on Mm -hmm. but i i don't really know how i'm perceived because you know, I'm, I'm too close to it. I'm on the, I'm like doing right. it. And how, how are they seeing me? But I guess at the end of the day, you can't really worry about that.
0: hundred percent. And that's like a big thing I've been experiencing like lately is like, I'm starting to see like who my true friends are in a sense of like, you know, cause in literally the span of three days, I was the number one bestseller and I was on a Times Square billboard. Uh, There's some massive like accomplishments. Yeah. And it was like, I only heard from, like certain amount of people yeah and then from those people those were people that actually like talked to me about it called me about it like said something it's like i know people are busy but it's like it started to become more obvious like who is actually supporting me and who's along for the ride in a way yeah where it's like um and that was something that was a big eye opener for me is like okay like not everyone who says that they like are supporting you and all that stuff actually are so you kind of just have to like rock with the people who are like actually supporting it but also like going out and like pursuing things in this realm of like social media or business or modeling like whatever it may be is going to be super lonely because not a lot of people like i know almost like i know very few people in each industry who are doing it i know even less people who are doing all of them at Mm -hmm. the same time and so it's like i'm kind of like on this island by myself
1: yeah, it's hard to identify with other people, like normal people, because they're just you know they have their normal nine to five, and exactly. you're you're like pursuing a dream, and so it's hard to connect. I feel mm-hmm. a little bit like identify yeah. with each other.
0: Exactly, and then it's also it's like yeah, you, it's hard to relate. Relate. And it's hard to like be like oh yeah like oh like I had to turn in these like reports today and like all this other stuff, and like I don't really know any nine to five talk, yeah. but it's like. um, but also, kind of like to what you said, like people are like watching it, like, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, this." They're reminding me of like what where I could have been if I mm-hmm. tried or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're
1: you're they're you're reminding them of their lack of ambition or or failure
0: exactly.
1: to pursue their dream. Right. And, and it's also it's like, so it's depressing to them. almost. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like if you look at like your social media, like you can see how many people have seen your post, and then you see how many people like it. So it's like a lot of people are like always watching you but they're not always supporting you. Yeah, which well, I think is interesting.
1: It's tough, you know, and I you have to try to see it from their perspective and they're just mm-hmm. trying to do the best they can and oh yeah. Life is an amazing journey mm-hmm. and we make these decisions that you will take you on one path or mm-hmm. you or you, you know, failure to make a decision, para- paralysis. A lot of people are so smart mm-hmm. they overanalyze that if i do this thing it's you know essentially they talk themselves into the fact that it's not going to work out
0: exactly like a lot of people talk themselves out of it before they even start yeah and so like i think i scare a lot of people off with that um because i, I have a saying i say to people is like um based on everybody i've talked to like it takes around three to five years for you to start to kind of like take off in mm-hmm. a way quote unquote 100%. um and so it's like Someone will be like, "Oh, like I really want to get into modeling," and I'm like, "Okay, like here's what you need to do." And like they'll try it for like a month, and they're like, "Dude, I'm not getting anything." I'm like, "You got to be prepared for this to suck for five years." Yeah. If you're not prepared to work your ass off to stay with patient, no pay, exactly. For,
1: I mean, Napoleon Hill says twenty years, mm-hmm. which I think is a is an overshoot, but it's just to give you a perspective. Like it's going to be a while.
0: It's going to be a while, and everybody, especially like I think with how social media is and like how our phones are, is like. Dude, that instant gratification's absurd. Mm-hmm. Like you can have DoorDash sent to you while you're watching your favorite show on Netflix at the same time you got somebody coming over from Tinder uh. and it's just like this <laughs> constant, just like on the phone. Like you're getting stuff immediately. Like there's no like delayed gratification in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so it's like, if you're gonna dive into this stuff, like it takes a while to build your name up. It takes a while to build a brand. It takes a lot of mistakes. Like it's a bumpy road to get to these places. So it's like, if you're not prepared for it to suck for three to five years, like,
1: yeah, like sleepless nights, anxiety, waking oh, yeah. up in a cold sweat, like, I, am I gonna make it or not? Am I wasting my yeah. time? And are you but,
0: familiar with Bedros Uh Huh? He has a, he has a really good podcast, and he does a lot of like business advice and stuff. Because I think he runs like seven businesses right now. He's like got like two hundred million dollar revenue or something like that. Nice. And he has a quote that's like. As an entrepreneur, like 80% of the time, it's going to feel like you're failing. 15% of the time, it's going to feel like you're just treading water, trying to survive. 4% of the time, it's going to feel like the ship is going under. Uh, and then 1% of the time, you win. And you yeah. try to keep stacking those wins. That's hilarious.
1: That's yeah. so true. I never take m- a moment to re- like look back and see how far I've come. No, I mean, never. I do, but yeah. 1% of the time, yeah, 1%. <laughs> if that. And every like with the UFC deal, mm-hmm. I found myself like woo, like wooing mm-hmm. here and there throughout the house, like because that's been a dream since we started. Yeah, you know, I'm just I've always been a fan, and they weigh in in their underwear, mm-hmm. and we're we we do not have them weighing in in our underwear yet. Mm-hmm. They still work with another company called Venom that yeah. makes fight gear and sponsors right. the UFC, but right. our foot's in the door. Mm-hmm and we're in the octagon mm-hmm. i'm wheeling and dealing
0: yeah i saw you guys on the uh, the padding that's sick yeah it's it was huge and we just
1: we're gonna be on the octagon same spot mm-hmm. but for a pay-per-view this time oh heck yeah which is next weekend it's the biggest the last card of the year is a lot of times the biggest card of the year and mm-hmm. this is stacked like every yeah. fight would be a a main event but they put them all like on they one Put them fight. all together yeah, yeah. and I'm, there's gonna be plenty of moments where somebody's getting knocked out and our logos in the background mm-hmm. and we take that. And so it's they're going to do what they need to do or they're into the bargain as far as putting us on the cage and mm-hmm. legitimizing us as a brand, but then we have to take that credibility and 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 you, you know, and it maximize you do something it. with it. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's up to us to maximize this opportunity, and mm-hmm. I'm really motivated, I'm super excited, a yeah. little nervous,
0: yeah i I bet <laughs>
1: yeah,' cause it was it's a it's our the biggest deal we've ever done mm. as, from a financial standpoint, but mm-hmm. also like I could buy a Lamborghini, yeah, but I don't mm-hmm. i do I do shit like this mm-hmm. where i mean and in the past it's always been on a much smaller scale, but with right. like youtubers and comedians podcasters. Mm-hmm models. Yeah. Um, this is a big deal. And yeah. so I'm just, you know, you, you can either, I, I, I almost didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I was very hesitant because of the, the dollar, the price tag on it mm-hmm. was a lot
0: yeah I can imagine
1: yeah but I was like okay so this is is this the universe providing us an opportunity that I can either take Mm -hmm. or walk away from right am I willing to take that risk and take Mm -hmm. that
0: challenge from the universe Mm -hmm. or, or, or am I too scared yeah the biggest risks have the biggest payoffs. So. Yeah. So I think that you did the, exactly what you were supposed to do.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm super pumped. And it didn't take too much convincing of my team, but there was a little <laughs> bit of hesitation where they're yeah. just like, this is going to – we don't want you to freak out wh- if <laughs> shit goes sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I – I'm just super optimistic and we're really coming together as a team yeah. and stepping up our game. Like we've made mm. it this far, this is our 10th year, 10 year anniversary. Mm. No, this isn't about me, but <laughs> we kind of did it on the fly and you know, not right. real. I didn't, I've never run an underwear business before. So right. I'm learning as I go. Mm. And it's, you know, not the most corporate professional uh, enterprise that's ever existed. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's forcing us to step up and and be more
0: uh, just it's just forcing you to grow. Yeah, grow. Which is forecast. Exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like every opportunity is like an opportunity for growth. Yeah. And if you're not growing, it's like yeah, I yeah, like to that is like I think in life like you're never you don't stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. Yeah. Cause if you're in the exact same spot you were last year, like you got worse, something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. You got worse. It's like, you should be constantly like taking risks and trying to improve and figure out where you can grow and all that kind of stuff. Cause like, I think what you're doing is like amazing and it'll have a big payoff, whether it be monetary or just another aspect.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, the respect of your peers has an effect on your sense of well-being. Like Mm -hmm. if you think everyone thinks you suck, you're going to probably think you suck. But I know, I know people respect me and Mm -hmm. I I, I hope that I'm motivating people and inspiring people because that's like the message I try to put out there is Mm -hmm. like, if I can do it, you can do it. Right. You know? So,
0: And that's what I try to instill in, like, my followers on my social media. So I have a tattoo on my knee that says, I will inspire, motivate, influence, and courage. Nice. And the reason it's on my knee is because, like, when you, like, you know, you sit down and you're, like, your head is down, you're, like, shit. Like, <laughs> what do I do? What's going on? Everything's is yeah. segregated. Your head's down. And so, like, when I do that, like, I go to look down, I see it, like, right on my knee. It's, like, okay, like, I may be struggling, but this is what I can still do for other people. It's, like, I can pick myself up, dust myself off, put in the work, put in the hours, do what I need to do to like get to where I want to be so that I can inspire, motivate, influence, and encourage others. So that's an interest, that brings up an interesting thought. So Mm. on social media, Mm.
1: it looks like you're living the dream and you Mm. are, Mm -hmm. but do you, you also have like times of doubt and uncertainty and almost like anxiety and stuff? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the modeling industry is like, it seems so glamorous but like you know i always tell people is like um companies between like a photo shoot like usually my contracts are like they're between zero and 90 days to pay so it's like like right now like i'm waiting on checks from november and october so it's like there's not like a way for you to like budget necessarily because it's like you're just doing the work and also um you don't always know where your next job is coming. And that's why like getting Times Square is good because it kind of starts to like legitimize you as a model. Like it starts to build you a name because once you get to a certain point, companies will just book you by name. And so I'm trying to get to that point where it's like, I have enough credibility, I have enough recognition, I have enough of a reputation to the point where it's like, they'll just be like, oh, like if we pick him, he knows what he's gonna do. We know what we're gonna get and we can bring him on.
1: Yeah, I highly endorse this guy as a model. <laughs> he's very professional. <laughs> Thank you. You have a cool name too as i think about it like cade wood it's mm-hmm. four and four and four and four yeah you can just you could put it on a shirt or something yeah, yeah.
0: I, I yeah i love it i've i've met very few people named cade yeah and um a lot of the people i meet are named caden yeah but yeah i've met like two other two or three other cades in my life and we always end up being best friends.
1: Yeah. I yeah. love it. I tried to friend everyone named Robert Patton on Facebook, which did you surprised? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. Like so many that I, Facebook stopped me from friending them. Friending yeah. request people. Yeah. Cause I was just like, add, Spam-ing add, it. add, add, add. And, but I did meet quite a few people named Robert Patton and there were friends to this day. It's oh, that's awesome. We share that in common. That's super cool. Um, so you're an international supermodel. Didn't you go to like Paris or something or uh, No,
0: so it, that's a trip I have coming up. So okay. the brand I was on, so the brand's High Corcelli. Mm-hmm. Um, again, love you guys. They are, uh, so I'm going to do London Fashion Week, um, I believe Milan Fashion Week, and then Dubai Fashion Week wow. with them uh, in 2024. So February is gonna be crazy. How, how long are those trips? I like believe each is, like, about, like, a little under a week. Okay. So it's, like, you – because you got to have, like, a day or so for travel and a day or so for fittings, photo shoots, and then you do the show, and then you have, like, another shoot after the show usually. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, so it'll be – I'll go out to do New York Fashion Week at the beginning of February. I come back for three or four days, and then I go to London, and then I go to Italy, and then I think I come back for a bit, and then I go to Dubai. That's sick. Yeah.
1: So – you do photography modeling but you do runway modeling Mm -hmm. and how does how do those uh, like which one do you like better and
0: oh i love doing like photo shoots yeah like i love um i don't know what it is like i just love being in front of like the camera i love hitting the pose i love seeing how the pictures come out Mm -hmm. but runways are fun just because it's like you have a crowd and you have like the music going and it's like, it's just energy. Exactly. You have a lot of energy. And like when you come out of a lot of shows that I do, like you look at the end of the runway, there's 80 cameras. It's like, they're all scattered around the entire environment. And so it's just like, like the crowd is like cheering for you like at some of the shows that I do some of them like the crowd won't make any noise just because it's like it's not proper right but those are not as fun yeah
1: (laughs) you're like a rock star for for that walk
0: yeah you're 15 minutes of fame when you like you walk out there and like everyone's like cheering for you and like like saying stuff and it's like super fun and then you get to the end and like there's all the lights and the cameras yeah and it's just,
1: that, i imagine that part would be pretty cool the click clicks and yeah. the flashes and yeah
0: that part is super cool um yeah. but like yeah i do prefer like photo shoots because um, okay. i like to like create in a way where it's like i get to experiment with different poses and i get to see like how my body contours in the light and it's like you just get to create so much more like fun product in a oh. way as opposed to like fashion shows you can only do so many poses yeah and then there's only so many shots you can actually get out of it you you had
1: some really cool poses I had to mm-hmm. I was going through all the photos thank you and there's like one where you just like have your arm hanging mm-hmm. and you're like looking down which yeah. is was unique mm-hmm. and I'd never seen a pose like that but was yeah. really cool yeah like
0: that's where like photo shoots are fun especially like the more like quote-unquote high fashion stuff because it's like what you're doing in a way is like you're creating art mm-hmm. and so it's like Being in a way where it's like you are catching the eye, like you're contouring yourself in a way where like people like stop scrolling and be like, oh, what's going on? Like, for me, that's super fun. And that's part of like the creative process. So it's like, I'm always like looking at other more successful models Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, like what did they do here? Oh, like I do a lot of stuff like in like different objects. Like if they have different props or couches or whatever it is, like you kind of see how they use it. And then you're like, okay, how can I make this my, my own in a way? Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, like you're just having photos taken of you. It's like, well, like you got to tighten up your body in certain places. You got to use, like learn how to use the light properly because like you can mess up a whole photo if you look the wrong direction, <laughs> just because like based on where the lighting is set up. So it's like there's a little bit more technique to it and like I've started to develop that a lot more and that's made photo shoots even more fun because I get to like experiment a lot more.
1: Yeah. i um, thinking of a couple different directions, but I'm going to go with Kendall Jenner. Mm-hmm probably one of my favorite models I guess ultimately she's like stupid like perfect for the female model
0: yeah like the female yeah like the build or yeah
1: yeah It's like okay you're very blessed with this (laughs) body and face and uh, family that she grew up in and she's that was that family they hustle their fucking mm-hmm. ass off, you yeah. know. And they're born with like beauty, but they had to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we all do. Yeah. Me too. And they they are making it work for them. I find like I find it inspiring where a lot of people are like hate them mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, they're famous for being famous and mm-hmm. they don't do anything, but they really have taken the ball and run run with it. I don't right. know. Right. So that's just an interesting, like sh- mm. as far as modeling, yeah, I feel like that would be cool if you guys did a show, shoot together or yeah. something. Yeah, maybe I'll we'll
0: get to that level one yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's not girl that right much now.
1: older than you. She's like probably yeah. twenty six or something. Yeah,
0: take again, modeling industry takes some time. I've only, uh, I'm barely over a year into it right now. Yeah,
1: I was gonna ask you, how did it even start?
0: So I have an interesting modeling journey that I haven't heard another person have. Um, so it was like right after quarantine, I like had started to be like really into fitness and stuff. Cause it's like, um, uh, like in college I had to get bigger for basketball. So I started lifting more and I just fell in love with the process and I fell in love with like fitness social media, like Steve Cook, Christian Guzman, David Lay, like these are all like fitness YouTubers. And so I followed them all on social media and then Uh, some time had gone by and like I'd put on some more size, like figured out my body a little bit more and Christian Guzman, he's the owner of a brand called Alphalete. So he put up on his story that they were looking for models. Nice. And so he put his photographer's email on there and was like, Hey, if you want a model for us, like submit. And so I was like, okay, sick. So I had a buddy who was a photographer. We took some photos, sent it to them and they were like, Hey, these are great. We're going to send you some stuff you're gonna do a photo shoot and then you're gonna send it back to us. And nice. I was like, great. Uh-huh. So my first shoot was for Alphalete, which was amazing. Like they're killing it right now. What do they make? Uh, it's all like fitness apparel. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, came, uh, so did that shoot and then one of their former athletes, he broke off and he started his own company. And that's who I'm currently sponsored by, which is called Edge Lifestyle. Okay. Um, code Wood at checkout. Um edge lifestyle. Edge lifestyle. So uh uh I connected with him through Alpha and he was like, Hey, like you did great work. Do you want to model for us? And I was like, Absolutely. So I modeled for them. Um and at this time I only had like three thousand followers on social media. And but I was getting these opportunities. So I did like a shoot for like a sunglasses company, a jewelry company, edge, um, all that kind of stuff. And so like opportunities started to open up because I was producing like better product. And also like my social media, like after I had posted for Alpha Lead, I think I went from like 3,000 to 5,000 followers. Nice. And so like, I started to grow a little bit too. And I was like, oh, this is like- Interesting. Was, like, Cause so we,
1: we got posted like by the UFC and we got like 20 followers, but how, how, so were you- how, Social media how, is
0: much different now than it was two yeah, years okay, ago. Yeah. So I really started, my modeling journey started on social media. Yeah. So I started just by like, modeling for brands. And then I got like sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. And then my following started to grow and grow and grow. So yeah. it was like, I think in a year, I took it from 3K to 20K. Nice. Something like that. And like right now I'm at like 24K. k. Um,
1: I think it was like 27.
0: Uh, It's like 24 right now on Instagram. So across all my platforms, I've like, yeah. <laughs> across all my platforms, I have like 60,000 between nice. everything, which is like amazing to me. Yeah, if you
1: filled up a stadium. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, That's a big,
0: yeah. Um, crowd. but yeah so I was doing I was like fully set on just doing like fitness social media so modeling for my sponsors going to do like shoots for fitness stuff and then my current manager his name is Paul um, he DM'd me one day and was like hey I think you can do a lot more with your look than you're doing and I was like I have no idea what you're talking about and so like we were kind of going back and forth and he kept wanting to hop on like a FaceTime call and I was like I don't feel comfortable hopping on like a FaceTime with somebody that just DM'd me and he was like, okay, how about this? You give me a week, if you're happy with the results, then um, we can continue to work together. If you're not happy with the results, I will never bother you again. And I was like, oh, those are great conditions. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so the next day he texted me, he goes, hey, you're going, uh, he goes, hey, by the way, your flight leaves on like the 10th, you're going to do New York Fashion Week. Whoa. And I was like, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, sick. Uh, so, I'd
1: still be a little bit skeptical, but as long no, as you No, because not- he
0: connected me with the, the designer. Yeah, exactly. And the designer is, okay. uh, he actually is like the host of like Australia's Got Talent. Okay. Oh. Shit. His name is Dean. Dean, he's a super nice guy. But so he connected us like immediately. Like I hopped on a phone call with him. He's asking me my sizes. He was like, okay, this is the venue. This is the times when you need to be there. I was like,
1: Damn. Yeah. I mean, obviously after a few more questions, I've just yeah. initially, I'd have been like, what well, is is there some kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some kind of catch I was Like what?
0: Yeah, that's what yeah. I was like. Okay, like do I have to pay for anything? And they're like, no. Exactly. I was like what? So did you, Well, I was gonna say, did you get paid? But again, yeah. I mean, either way. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, usually, yeah. usually the designers pay you, or you get paid from the production. Yeah. Um, but the exposure might the exposure be worth is enough. Insane. Yeah. So I went out there. I walked once, and then I came off. And this other designer was like, "Hey, you're walking for me too." And I was like cool okay nice and so I just changed walked for them and I had never done runway before in my life so my very first runway was New York Fashion Week which is absurd yeah that is wild yeah and so like I did that and then my flight was literally like 8am the next day so I literally flew to New York was there for a day walked and then the next day I went home so it's a very very quick trip Um, and then from that point like I started posting on my story I did New York Fashion Week and then like more doors started open with like fashion and magazines and more runway walks like around Colorado and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh this is wild and then um yeah, so like my career just kind of started like pick up. Like I was more more brands. Yeah. So within this last year. Wow. So then this last year, um I have done three New York fashion weeks for a combined I think almost thirty brands I walked for. Jeez. Um I have done, I've been published in like, I think it's like 35 magazines and I have 12 covers, of like international magazines. Um, Do you have those magazines at your house or anything? Or? I have a few of them, yeah. would be pretty sick. <laughs> I have a few of them at home. A lot of them are like, uh, I have the digital copies yeah. that I'm gonna like get them all printed and like framed and exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Um, and then I've done like three interviews like about like my journey and stuff. And then um, two Times Square billboards, and then uh, we have two Vogue submissions right now, so I'm waiting to hear back from Vogue. Nice. So yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy year, and I'm super excited for like the rest. What was crazy was um the like first like big thing I did for or modeling was um, Playboy. Yeah. It wasn't Playgirl. That's like a huge misconception. Nice. It was like I shot for the brand Playboy, and that's how I started like the underwear. Yeah, I saw. Stuff. I see a lot of those. Yeah. So the... like they. They DM'd me, like, they messaged me, and they're like, "Hey, like, do our model for us." And I was like, "Absolutely, yeah." <laughs> but I thought sure. that one was a scam too, because it was just like a, in my request, and I saw like the blue check, and mm-hmm. I was like, "There's no way." Right. And then I went to their page, and it was like 10 million followers, and I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> nice." I was like, "No way." So yeah, I've been working with them for a little over a year. Isn't I just saw something about Hugh Hefner,
1: but mm-hmm. he passed away. I think his yeah. his sons are. Uh, Who's running it? Do you know? I have no
0: idea. I just... um, I pretty much only communicate with, like, the creative director and that kind of stuff and, um, like, the social media department. Yeah. So, pretty much how they do it is, like, they'll send me some underwear. They'll send me, like, some clothes and stuff that they want me to shoot in and then, like, set up a shoot and then I just do it and then they send it back. Like with
1: Eric Cooper Photography?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Eric and I did a little bit for Playboy. Oh, okay. Um, And then, uh, yeah, there's been a few other photographers around Colorado, and then sense. I should be going out to LA in 2024 to shoot with them. So I'm very excited.
1: The Playboy Mansion, maybe. Maybe. We'll maybe. see.
0: We'll see about that.
1: <laughs> we have a fashion show uh, out of Fort Collins that we've done for the last three years. It's called mm-hmm. the Flourish Fashion Show. Yeah. And have you heard of it?
0: Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Not that you, that's like Little, little Leagues, whatnot, <laughs> but it's really really good production, Yeah. and we, we've had a a fun experience with mm-hmm. them. And they provide all the models. All we got to do is show nice. up with the underwear. Yeah, And they, a few of them have been there for the past few years. And they're, everyone's just really cool. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Fashion shows are shit are sick. They're, they're fun. Yeah, fashion shows are a lot of fun. Yeah, I will say, so like my schedule at New York Fashion Week is like, because usually I have like four walks in a day. So it's like it's any time between 11 a.m. and 9 p.m. And fashion shows, especially in New York, they're always like an hour and a half behind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Yeah. But um, they're always super far behind, and it's like you have a lot of waiting because like you got to be in hair and makeup. Like as a guy, I have to be there like at least two hours before my walk, so that way I can get all like the hair, makeup, all that stuff done, and then make sure like get the clothes on and stuff.
1: Make sure they fit right. Yeah, and then, then you that, just kind of yeah. wait for a while.
0: Yeah. You wait for a couple hours, and then you walk for. It's a lot of work. Like it's for each show, there's like three hours that I have to like be getting ready or whatever. Right. For like a thirty seconds on stage. But yeah. it's so worth it. It's so much fun.
1: That sounds so exciting. Did yeah. so did you meet other models in New York mm-hmm. and like network with them? Yeah, or? we
0: all um I've like models like at least the ones I've worked with have all been so nice. And yeah all so sweet. And like everybody just is like, oh let's connect on Instagram, like let's support each other, all that kind of totally. stuff. And it's like it's a very good environment. Um I think think obviously people might be more competitive, but like exactly, uh, but like that's what's like interesting about modeling is like there's not a lot of people that can like take your place necessarily because you have a different look, you have different measurements, like you have all these different things. So it's like everyone kind of just wants to like support each other mm -hmm. in a way, at least in my experience. That's not. I mean, just like any other industry, like you're gonna have people that are like like they have a huge ego or Mm -hmm. they're just kind of rude or whatever it is. But like I haven't really dealt with that too much. Yeah. Um, Yeah, a lot of people I work with are really amazing
1: all the people like i know a group of business owners and we all like cheer each other on mm-hmm. and te- tell each other you know what's working for us or maybe exactly. or maybe some challenges we're having mm-hmm. ask questions and we right. are like well i did this you know mm-hmm.
0: so and that's what's nice about like like uh setting like new york fashion week is always like in terms of like the competition stuff is like everyone there is from a different part of the world like I met like I met people from Italy, from Paris, from you know, like Miami, Canada, Brazil, like people are from all over, so it's like the odds of them taking work in like your market from your agencies is pretty low. So it's like everyone's there just to have a good time, connect, like it's still work at the end of the day. It's so like a lot of people are focused on that. Um, because it's like you're gonna get seen despite like who's around, like if you're good enough. Yeah. So
1: and if if you look fit, you are fit, you mm-hmm. know, most likely and the problem with society today, or in America, is there's just like this overabundance of access to f- mm-hmm. unhealthy food, mm-hmm. and it's a- at your disposal. Oh, all the time, you yeah. Know, so it's like you have to restrain yourself mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: So that's something I talk about in my book. Is like it's more important that you are like eating for your goal, but it's like I like because I have a bunch of clients and stuff. Like I'm always talking to them about like their diet and stuff. I don't really take anything out necessarily because like I think that you should be able to enjoy the food that you eat otherwise you're not going to sustain it it's like because as long as you're under your like let's say you want to lose weight right if by the end of the day you're eating less than you're burning you're going to lose weight Mm -hmm. so it's like whether you got there through you know the McDonald's drive through twice in a day or you got there through chicken and rice you still got to those calories you're still under you're still going to lose weight yeah that's like a misconception that like that's a big myth that i try to like debunk is like oh you like have to be super super clean all the time it's like not necessarily you'll see the number on the scale go down but like how you look and how you feel is going to be a lot different
1: what about i mean i just i stopped eating candy mm-hmm. because i'm 45 and <laughs> Not a child anymore, but I love sour patch kids and twigs and oh wow, nice. Um, I love candy. Yeah, I know. So, but you can't just eat a calorie deficient candy diet, probably.
0: But like in terms of like, like you'll lose weight, it, yeah. like if that's the overall goal. Okay, but it's like no. you'll have a lot of other problems later yeah, on, like diabetes. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, nobody wants that. Okay. Cavities. <laughs> it,
1: that's more of my issue with is like cavities and stuff. So, I'm right. like, okay, I have to stop eating candy because <laughs> it's just not working for me. Right. Um Okay, and then diet. I ha, okay. So how do you weigh out your portions and all that for like a layman? Cause that's not right. gonna. Get a scale and all that kind of shit.
0: So how do like you track what you're eating if yeah, you don't I need use to, a scale? So I'm
1: I'm fasting for either 24 to 48 hours a week, mm. every Monday. So like Sunday, I'm gonna start today, and then I won't eat again until Tuesday. I'll right. eat tonight and then eat maybe Tuesday morning or something. Okay, but then I need to make up those calories. Mm. And I mean, so do I just add up the calories on you know the back of the packaging?
0: Yeah, that's but, a great way to – well, so I use my MyFitnessPal as, like, an app. Okay. So it's a free app, and you can, like, track your – like, you track everything in there. Um, it's really difficult to, like, measure it if you're not weighing it. Other okay. than that, like – I mean, so, I do have a scale, I guess. Yeah, like. so, like, the food scale is the best way, especially, like, if you're having, like, meat, meat. and stuff because, that mm-hmm. like, it gives you, like, a really good idea. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if, let's say you're using, like, ground beef, right? You know, like, vaguely how many – so, like, there's – it's a pound, so it's 16 ounces – if you break that into four, then, you know, each one is four, four ounces. ounces. And okay. then you're like, okay, I have four ounces of beef for my first two meals, like for meal one and meal two, and okay. then the other two for tomorrow. Interesting. So that's a good way to, it's an easy way to break it up.
1: And and then the, ca- and so, but I'm skipping two days and that's, well, let's so just say. So my, yeah.
0: my suggestion for that is like, instead of like, don't look at it as like, oh, I need to make those calories up. So I'm going to triple what I would normally eat. It's like, just start eating what you want to eat like have your body kind of like absorb the right amount because like if you don't eat for two days and then you like essentially if you don't eat for two days and then you just shovel down like let's say six thousand calories your body's gonna kind of freak out yes and so you don't want that necessarily so
1: maybe you would do it over the course of those next five days so i would
0: just slowly start to like so i would like incorporate what i want my like regular diet to be um i would probably like the first meal so like let's say breakfast Breakfast, I would keep it very low carb just because like your insulin resist, like your insulin sensitivity is going to be really, really high. So you don't want to spike your insulin just because okay. that's not beneficial. I
1: eat oatmeal in the morning. Is that, that's carbs though. Yeah, it is all carbs. Yeah. So maybe so, like two eggs or something. So
0: yeah, like I would, instead of doing that just for like the first day from the fast, I would do like two eggs and then like some fruit or not fruit, some like vegetables, like some leafy greens. Okay. Just kind of get like that fiber and stuff in you. Mm-hmm. And also those have like a little bit of carbs. So like that way you're kind of like slowly easing yourself into it yeah because like i've done those fast before and it's like when like i had like light carbs for breakfast and like you can feel it like spread through like your body it's crazy
1: yeah and i have i have like a low insulin range i think mm-hmm. like i got this blood work from inside tracker where they take all these biomarkers we'll wrap it up here in like right. within five here. yeah you're all good um and there's the range is 2.5 to 16, mm. whatever that is. Mm. And I'm at like 2.5. So I'm right. just at the bottom of the range of like healthy insulin. And I'm, okay. a, I was like, I need to chill on the candy because mm. I feel like that was spiking Right. my insulin. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what my point was exactly with that. Other than when I come off of a fast, mm. I will do bone broth. Mm-hmm. and then a little bit of protein. I'm already kind of doing these things, a yeah. shake. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm I've been trying to do less carbs in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's kind of a lot of people cuz that just turns into sugar, which maybe turns into fat.
0: Mm-hmm. So what I will say is like with any so no one like macronutrient will make you fat. Excess of it will make you fat. So it's like if you're not burning it.
1: I'll be with you in one second, sir. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so it's like if you have, like, excess of anything, like, if you have excess fat, excess carbs, excess protein, your body has to store it, and that's what slowly starts, like, building uh, up as fat, so it's, like... Okay,
1: so balanced.
0: Exactly, yeah. So it's, like, uh, I think that FDA recommends, like, your diet should be, like, at least 60% carbs. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a so lot. So it's, like, I, in my book, I recommend 45 to 65, just because I know that, like, not everybody wants to eat that much. Um, but, like, 45 is, like, a like probably, like, the minimum you should get. Like, 45% of your diet should contain carbohydrates just because carbs is like, (laughs) that's, um, that's our primary energy source. And that's like the energy that our brain uses. Yeah. So it's like, in order to ignore like the cloudy, foggy mind and stuff like carbs are a good way for that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because some, a lot of people are doing, uh, just like the carnivore, but I think a a well balanced diet is Yeah. I think well, yeah, just balance. Balance. Everything in life is all about balance. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think we could end on that. Beautiful. You know, everything is about balance. <laughs> we got Cade Wood, international supermodel, best-selling author, and a sheath Underwear Model, which you'll be seeing more of here in the coming weeks and months. So yep. thank you so much for coming of course. on and joining us. Thank you for me. having me. All right, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. You can find him on Instagram, uh, Cade Wood. Cade uh, J Wood. Cade J Wood. He's got a little blue check mark. I yes, think. I do. Yeah. A little verification. So, so check him out. Great stuff. He's an inspiration. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Sweet. Thank you so much.